Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me, very special guest, Dennis Darty. Dennis, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here and an honor to be here. Thank you. So, Dennis, I always like everybody to start off and just tell us a little bit about you, where you're at, what you do, your, you know, um, where you're at, where you live, you know, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I live in Birmingham, Alabama. I am a, I'm currently a franchise consultant in, in an organization called the Franchise Consulting Company. Very creative. Um, the road that, <laughs> the road that I took to get here is kind of long. Um, I started off in franchising in 2002. Wow. Um, I was, I was at a bar with my ex-girlfriend and her best friend's husband walked in, said that he had just gotten a promotion in franchise uh, sales for choice hotels mm. and asked me if I'd be interested in taking a look at his job. And I did. And it was awesome. I, I was with him. I was with uh, choice hotels for 10 years, sold comfort in, sleep in, Econolodge, Roadway, Clarion, several of their brands. It was a great job, but, you know, I was working for somebody else. Um, I was on the road from Tuesday to Thursday. Uh, you know, I got that job about two months prior to getting married, mm -hmm. um, which was kind of a blessing. We, uh, you know, it, it kind of eased us into living together because I'd come home on Thursday. She'd be happy to see me. And by the time I left on Tuesday, she was ready for me to get out the door. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so great job, made a, made a ton of money, but, uh, you know, was trading my time for that money. Um, you know, building things for other people. Um, it, it, it introduced me to the world of franchising and hotel franchising is a little bit different than everything else because it's such a capital intensive, um, such a capital intensive model. You, you got to have somewhere between two and $3 million to just sit down at the table. And that's just to leverage one property. So, mm. um, you know, I like the model, you know, you're, you're, you're developing wealth through asset acquisition, um, that kind of thing, but I never really wanted to be a hotel guy, but it did open my eyes. There was, uh, I don't know if you got any hotel guys on here, but there's a lot of idiots on, that own hotels. Um, and I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I looked at these guys. And I'm like, if they can do it, you know, you know, I need, I need to be looking for something to do. So while I was at Choice, um, I was in a small group with a buddy of mine from church. And um, he came to me with a business model to do a publication company in the, in, in the construction world. Um, I was going to, he, he just asked me for money to invest in it. He was going to run it. And that was my first jump into business ownership. And I loved it. Uh, just, you know, building something from scratch is a whole lot different than what I've moved into franchising, but this guy had the experience. He had done it before. And, uh, so that was my first jump into business ownership. So flash forward a few years later, I, you know, had a very successful career at Choice, um, won the 
conference salesperson of the year in 2012 and in 2014 got a new bo- boss who fired me about six months later wow. um was the best thing that ever happened to me you know fortunately um <laughs> uh but our, our church goes through a, a period of 21 days of prayer and and i i was i was a little unsettled at uh at choice at that point um and i i just prayed for a sign that uh you know if I needed to be there or not. And you got to be careful what you ask God for. Cause uh, two weeks later, my boss came to town and, and fired me. So yeah. thankfully I was, I was looking for that sign. Um, I think it would have devastated me otherwise. So um, through that, I got a job with uh, Mako auto body and paint mm-hmm. franchising. Um, one, of, one of the guys from choice had moved over there and he hired me and I was with them for a while. Um, and I went to a franchise broker conference in 2014, um, and it opened my eyes to the world of franchising, you know, just how many of them were out there, how easy it was to get into them. And while I was there, I heard about a concept called Salon Suites. Never heard of it before. It's basically, if, you, if your audience doesn't know what it is, basically take a retail space, cut it up into 20 to 30 uh, individual salons and rent those out to salon professionals on a weekly basis. I was like, this is awesome. It's in my investment range. It's in my time commitment range. I can do it on the side. So I started looking at them, uh, evaluated all the franchises that were out there, looked at going independent, decided to go with Phoenix for a variety of reasons. But um, so I, I signed up as a franchisee with Phoenix Salon Suites in 2014. Um, told them when I came on board that I, if, if they, you know, I've got experience in franchise development, if you ever need any help with that, I'd love to be considered. And they brought me on about three months later, um, opened my first Phoenix Salon Suites in 2015 and have since opened five, um, was with with Phoenix in the development department for five years. And again, new, new regime came in. I got let go again. And again, the best, I, I've got a great history of failing upwards. Um, uh, best thing that happened to me because I, I didn't have to do anything at the time, but I still wanted to, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 50, but I, I still felt like I was too young to hang things up and just, and just run the Phoenixes. So I moved into franchise consulting with the FCC not really with the intent of making that my full-time job. A lot of people use that as, you know, that's all they do. Um, I got into it more to find concepts that were profitable enough to support one or two partners and then go out and find the operating partner to run that and then invest in that operating partner, invest in that model and develop my little franchise. I don't want to call it an empire. It's not there yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm heading that way. Um, but, but, but kind of go at it that way. So the first concept we did that is how you and I know each other, uh, you know, smash my trash, um, is uh we opened that in birmingham about a year ago um my operating partner is crushing it Uh, i think we're top five in the system right now um so we're very fortunate there did another location with an ex-business partner of mine in san diego we've just opened that one up um we have just recently signed up in a new concept in the 
uh, regenerative cell uh, segment. It is the you know stem cell therapy type of uh, um, treatment. We're planning on opening up that in June, and and uh, then we're going to a new discovery day next Tuesday and Thursday, or Tuesday and Wednesday, to um, to evaluate a water and mold remediation. So that's kind of, and we've got you know we, wow. we we're, we're 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 trying to set up. Christian businessmen in positions of power, positions of uh, business leadership to where, you know, I can mentor them both on uh, their uh, personal development side, as well as their business development side, and obviously make a little money in the process. So that's kind of, that's awesome. I know know that's a long winded, but that's how I got here. No, no, that's, no, that's great. You know, uh, by the way, the uh, 21 days of uh, prayer service, um, Justin Kraft, who's a buddy of mine uh, there in Birmingham, he um, uh, he he turned me on to Church of the Highlands, and uh, and we started watching on. You know, again, there was, you know, uh, I don't want to get into the mask thing, but um, you know, we <laughs> we decided we were going to watch Church of the Highlands on TV on our TV here in Florida. And we started doing the the 21 day uh, prayer service every morning, and it was really cool because I, you know, I felt like you know Justin's in the audience, I'm watching it on TV, and and uh, my my 12 year old, my wife, we all got to where, you know, at seven, I think it was 7 a.m. here, um, you know, so much better than the other things that yeah. are on the TV at 7 a.m. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it just made a difference. And then we did the fasting. And when Justin first came to me with the fasting, I was like, but Justin, um, I'm not a good faster, man. I'm just, that's just not me. You know, I get grumpy. My wife will want to feed me. Uh, so, uh, but he said, no, 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 you just have to fast from eight to noon or one or whatever it was. And, uh, I was like, oh, I can do that. But, uh, and it was actually good. But, um, so I love that. The other thing is, you know, our, Sometimes when we, you know, you're the second guy this morning that told me the best thing that ever happened to him was getting fired. I just was talking to a guy in Pennsylvania who's in the oil and gas business and, and he was kind of giving me his story and he, and he said the same thing. The best thing that ever happened to me was this. And, and so uh, I just, I love that because, uh, you know, I, I, I told him I, in, in high school, uh, I think I could have been a major league baseball player, but I, but I couldn't hit a curveball, And so I was kind of like that guy in major league where you throw me a fastball, I'm going to crush it, <laughs> but God throws you curveballs, And right. I just, uh, I, I don't try to hit them out and, and say, no, no, don't, don't try to hit them back to God and say, I don't, I don't want that curveball. I just, you know, I just, you know, go, okay, all right, I got it. And I just go with it. Right. So yep. I learned later in life, how to hit the curveball is, is you got to just go with the curve. Right. So, uh, anyway, um, so what do you think, I mean, you've been a business owner, you've had partners, um, you consult people. What do you think this biggest roadblock for people is? What is the biggest fear that, that stops somebody from taking that step? Well, I think it's conditioning. Um, you know, I was listening to, was it Bill Flaherty that you had on last week? Uh, yeah, Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. So uh, he talked about, you know, one of the books that changed my life and that was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, yep. And 
I think I think we're all conditioned to grow up and get a good job and trade 40 years and 40 hours for a retirement plan. And, uh, you know, that's the way I was conditioned. And I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I was like, holy crap, I need, you know, there's so many advantages to owning a business. And people, people look, well, people, business owners have been demonized in the press for, you know, a long time. Um, business owners have been put on pedestals um, for a long time. I mean, what, what people, I think what business owners like you and I understand is that all business owners aren't Bill Gates. All business owners aren't uh, Elon Musk. They're just regular Joes that are your neighbors like, like you and me yep. that have decided to roll the dice. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of it. Listen, I'm, I, business owners are, are gamblers, right? Uh, you know, they're putting their money on what they think is the winning horse or the winning team. And they, they make, they make big bets. Um, you got to have the courage and the confidence and the intelligence to make those bets, but uh, you, you, you got to pull the trigger. And that's, that's the long and the short of it. But um, you know, once you taste it, once you understand it, once you, once you get into it, I mean, I could never go back to a nine to five. Um, you know, every once in a while, I mean, to smash my trash that we're in right now, um, Justin Haskins, I, he's one of the businessmen that I respect most out there in the franchise world. And every once in a while, I have an opportunity come up. I'm like, man, I'd like to work for him, man. I like to do that. But I, then I think, but he'd want me to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't want to work for anybody. So, yeah. um, so that's, but yeah, I think that's the biggest I think that's the biggest roadblock is just the, the, the conditioning that people have. It's just been pounded into you from day one. Get a good education, trade 40 for 40, 40 hours and 40 years for, for a paycheck. And uh, um, that's, that's the norm. So it's just getting outside of the norm and getting outside of that conditioning is the biggest thing. So, you know, you said a couple of things there that I really agree with is one, it's is, is you didn't say it this way, but this is what I think you're saying is it's the noise out there. People hear the noise. We're told to play the game in the wrong way. It's kind of like Monopoly. We use that a lot. We're told to play Monopoly with the play, play for fun. And whoever wins is kind of, it's just by chance, right? But that's not how you win at Monopoly. And that's really not, it's not true. It's if somebody knows how to play Monopoly, they're going to beat somebody that doesn't know how to play every day. So if somebody understands money and understands how to play the game of money and business and everything else, they understand it. They're going to beat everybody else kind of out of default. Right. And, and so that's one thing. The other thing is, I think I've told this story before on the show, but when I was 22 and I was renting a house uh, and I don't even know if I had started my career with um, well uh, with wealth management yet, but um, I had a baby, I had another one on the way and um, we're renting a house in, in Louisville, um, Colorado and uh we we pull up to the house and this guy's painting and doing stuff and he had long hair and a big long scrab scraggly beard and um and everything and i said hey is the owner around and he just kind of said something to himself and i thought excuse me is the owner around and he said oh i'm the owner and i said okay so got to know this guy and he owned like all these properties in lewisville in the boulder area boulder county and I said, man, you know, I'm 22, didn't really have any role models or, or mentors to help me. I said, 
so how, how did you get into this? He goes, I just did it. And, and I said, what do you mean? I mean, like, weren't you like, well, what if, what if, what if this happens or what if this happens or what if this happens? And he said, Jim, it's kind of like this. You're standing on the shore of a river and on the other side of the river is what you want. And you won't jump in because all you can think about is I'm going to drown, right? What, what the, the difference is you have to look on the other side of the river and say, I won't let myself drown as long as I focus on what's on the other side of the river not focus on drowning, right? It's back to the, the greatest audio recording of all time is the, the strangest secret. Whatever you put in your head is what's gonna grow. Whatever you put in the ground grows, whatever you put in your brain grows, right? And so um, when he told me that, it's exactly what you just said, Dennis, is it's, it's just, you, you can't listen to the noise. The noise will create fear in you. And, and then you have to say, because there's this other part of every one of us that says, well, if that guy can do it, so can I. Or when I say guy, by the way, I mean men and women. Um, it's, it's like, if that person can do it, I can do it. Okay, that's the, that's the voice you need to listen to, not the other one saying, hey, you can't even swim that well. You're going to drown. You're not even that bright. You're not even whatever it is, right? You don't even have enough money. You don't have all the things that you probably run into every day. So how do you find somebody? This is what I love about franchising, man, is that how do you find some, how do you find confidence if you don't have it? The system is the, is the confidence. hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I've, I've done, uh, I've started three businesses from scratch, uh, batting 333 on those. Uh, yeah. I, I, one was good and the other, other two were total bust. Uh, that's it. So, you know, some people are true entrepreneurs that like to build something from scratch and, 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 and make it their own creation. I found out that I'm more of a, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm lazy. Um, I'd rather take somebody else's work, evaluate it, see if I think I can do it. Um, see if I think I can do it better than the rest of their system and and then plug into it. That's, I I tell, uh, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this, this podcast, but, uh, I I tell people when they're looking at franchising that I'm a great cook. The reason right. I'm a great cook is because I can Google a five-star recipe and I can follow those instructions. And guess what comes out? A five-star dinner. My wife, on the other hand, will Google that same recipe and substitute flour for salt or, or garlic for tomato, whatever. And it comes out awful. If you, the, the great thing about franchising is if you follow that recipe, you can to get the results that they advertise in their franchise disclosure document or item 19 or whatever um and that's that's and that's why that's why the the models that i'm using with the partnerships and finding those operating partners is so much it's it's it takes so much pressure off of me as an investor because if things aren't going the way they should be going i can go back to my operating partner and say all right, well, who told you to do it this way? Why are you doing it this way if it's not what the franchise franchisor has told them what to do, um, if that makes sense? So it takes, it, 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 it's, uh, 
you know, to, to continue on your analogy from getting from one side of the river to the other, it's, it's, it's the boat, you know, it, it, uh, it just give uh, franchising just gives you a little more confidence to step out into the river because you've got a vehicle to get you across that river. Right. Yeah. You have a guide. And, you know, when you think about it, what we need in life, I mean, Tony Robbins always says, if find out somebody who has what you want to have and then do what they did. Well, what if you could do what they did, but also they'll guide you along? 100%. Right? And, and so to me, then, then it's a matter of if you're especially, you know, I've, I've done it both ways. And I can, and I can tell you that both ways, um, uh, what I did on, on the other side without the franchise is I found a really smart business partner that knew, like, let's take cryptocurrency. My business partner is in the top five guys in the country with cryptocurrency, right? And he's passionate about it. He's got 20, no, more than that, 30 years experience in technology, has relationships all over the world on computers and graphics cards. And I mean, he's made, because of his old position, made some of these companies who they are. So, okay. That's kind of the same thing. This guy's got a winning track record with these types of companies. So when we're going to start another company, I'm counting on his expertise. When he came to me in 2017 and said, Jim, what do you know about cryptocurrency? I said, you mean Bitcoin? And he said, well, no, there's other cryptocurrencies. And I said, well, that I just told you what I know, I guess. Because I guess I know nothing. <clears throat> now we have you know, four or five companies uh, in the crypto space that we wouldn't have. Now, I can bring some strengths to those companies and I can bring some uh, value, but on the technical side and what these companies are and the innovative side, I don't bring any value there other than just some direction maybe. So, you know, when I come into a franchise, the thing that I learned a long time ago is what I'm really good at is I'm like you is I'm not creative, but I'm really good at following systems. So I, I am not the guy to say, Hey, that's really cool that you're doing it like that, but um, I'm going to do it a different way. You know, I think that uh, the uh, you know, I think if we just add a little bit of um, bacon to the big Mac, it, it would even be better. No, 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 I'm not that guy. Tell me how to make the big Mac. Um, and, um, and, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. So, um, um, no, that's, that's awesome. And, and you know what, that's the one message. That's the message of the episode is the guide, you know? Um, so, um, Dennis, obviously we all kind of get help along the way. I'm, I'm really a believer in what you read, what you put in your brain, it helps it grow. And, and, you know, outside of the Bible, Dennis, what's the, what's the one or two books that have made all the difference in your world? Yeah. So, um, Bible's obviously number one, but, uh, and, and, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I mean, there, there's three books that changed my life. I tell everybody this. Uh, the Bible, uh, I read it from cover to cover. If you haven't done it, do it. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, just because, like I said, it opened up my eyes to a totally different mentality that 
I thought was way out of my reach, but it was it, it was right there in front of me. Um, and, and then the the third one, not so much a business book, it's more a, a spiritual book, but uh, the blessed life. And you know, I feel I feel comfortable talking about this with you. Um, but uh, blessed life by Robert Morris. Um, oh yeah. It, uh, it. I've always given money to church. Um, I didn't always know why I should. Um, it, it talks about how um, the the first has the ability to bless the rest, um, and I've been a tither since 2008. And I, uh, you know, the, the Bible dares you to got in. I believe it's in Malachi. Uh, God dares you to bring the tithe into the into the temple, and He says He'll bless you beyond your wildest imagination. Well. I'm a living testament to that because I'm not that intelligent. I'm not that smart. I'm not that great of a business guy. There's a lot, but he has blessed me at every step of the way. And um, I, I, I truly, I truly give it all back to him. And, and I think tithing has been a big, big part of that. So um, I would highly encourage people to read it. It takes away some of the uh, give me, give me my name's Jimmy kind of uh, attitude that people have about tithing, you know, that people, think that preachers are up there just asking for money, but it's truly for you. And it just, it just shows to me, it's not about the money that you're giving. It's about your posture towards money and, and letting God know that you trust him with everything. If you give him the last, you'll say, all right, I'll take care of you, God. If, if I got some left over, um, that's not what he wants. But if you give it to him first, you're saying, I'm going to give you this first because I know you got everything else taken care of. So, um it, it's changed my attitude towards money towards tithing and all that kind of fun stuff and he's taking care of me every step every step of the way yeah i love robert morris um i went to uh their uh exo um marriage conference a few years ago and yeah. i mean uh, i i told my wife i said i'd live in dallas just to go uh yeah. to this church and almost felt like my wife felt like we were going to like a, a rock concert or something like he was a rock star like and by the way they sneak him out the side I mean yeah. you know like if it just it's it's just it's if you haven't been to that church and you're in Dallas man go to Gateway um the is it south I can't remember what it's like the town center um area I can't remember the name of the little area of Dallas but it's a cool area what a cool church so yeah. I uh we don't, I haven't seen it on TV here, but I, we used to watch him on TV in South Dakota. They would have him all the time. So, um, you know, Dennis, any famous last words, how would somebody get a hold of you if they wanted to get a hold of you and talk to you about franchising or what your experience in businesses or. Yeah, absolutely. You can, uh, you can hit me at Dennis at the franchise consulting company.com. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn, Dennis Doherty. It's uh, D-A-U-G-H-E-T-Y. Hit me up on either one of those things. If you're looking at a franchise, want to look at a franchise, want to set up a, 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 a uh, investment partnership with an operating partner like I've been talking about, uh, would, would love to talk to you. Um, and listen, I, I talk to a lot of people. That's how, that's how you and I met. You guys were looking to smash my trash. I was already in and we, uh, we talked for about an hour. Uh, I talked to your yep. partner, Nick, and, uh, you know, uh, we've, we've kind of developed a, a little camaraderie there. Uh, we're in the trenches together now. I'm sure we'll grow, hopefully, uh, grow, grow our businesses, uh, side by side and, um, yeah. keep, keep, 
keep getting better and better friends. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, Dennis, thank you so much for coming on and I really appreciate your time and your expertise. And I'm sure that you're going to help and serve somebody in the audience and help them, um, um, take that next step and, and, uh, and, and really benefit them and their family and teach somebody else how to do it. And, and it's paying it forward and, and just, uh, serving others. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jim. It was great to be here. So this audience, this is just another example of breaking away from the herd. And I always like to end every show as nothing good ever happens in the herd, right? By the way, I grew up in Inglewood and they'd say nothing good ever happens in the wood, but it, that's why I'm taking that and making it nothing good ever happens in the herd. The, the herd only has one place that's going and it ain't good. All right. So Till next time, audience, I'm Jim Oliver, your host. Thanks for joining me today.